If someone says, hey, this person is a crook, don't work with them. It's a warning to all of us. Like, oh, I just got a similar call. Everybody be on warning. Don't take these calls. You're listening to Financial Grown-Up with me, certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, author of How to Be a Financial Grown-Up. And you know what? Being a grown-up is really hard, especially when it comes to money. But it's okay. We're going to get there together. I'm going to bring you one money story from a financial grown-up, one lesson, and then my take on how you can make it your own. We got this. Hey, financial grown-up friends. We all need someone in our corner. Actually, we need as many people as possible in our corner. And for entrepreneurs, connections are everything, which is part of the appeal of the show Shark Tank. A deal with one of the sharks, in addition to money, of course, opens doors. But a lot happens also after the cameras stop rolling that we don't hear about. More about that from our guests in a minute. You might be surprised. But first, we have some exciting news to share. Financial Grownup is a finalist for Best New Personal Finance Podcast from the Plutus Awards, which celebrate money-related content. And this October, my book, How to Be a Financial Grownup, will be coming out in paperback. I hope you pick up a copy if you have not already. And maybe tell me what you think and send over some ideas for another book. Back to Shark Tank and our guests, so soulmates, co-founders Becca Brown and Monica Ferguson. They left their jobs at Goldman Sachs to start a company making heel protectors under the brand Soulmates, and their products have become huge hits among celebrities, names like um, Oprah and her buddy Gail King, and countless women, including myself, as you will hear some men as well. So they went on Shark Tank and they got a deal, but the deal actually didn't happen. However, a lot of maybe bigger things, long-term, long-tail, I guess we call it, Big things happened afterwards in a way that I had no idea even existed. Here are the co-founders of Soulmates, Becca Brown and Monica Ferguson. Hey, Becca Brown and Monica Ferguson. You guys are financial grownups. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Bobby. And you are the names behind the Soulmates, which started with heel protectors and now have a whole line of many, many things to help us keep our shoes in good shape and weather all kinds of hazards like weddings. So congratulations on the success of Soulmates. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, we like to say that our goal is to make you more comfortable in your own shoes. Love that. And so does Oprah, by the way. Um, You guys have got amazing press, so many big fans. And you also got a lot of press because you were on Shark Tank, where you actually got a deal after the fact, though, and you've talked about this, the deal did not happen for various reasons. But The most interesting thing I think that you're going to talk about in your money story is what happens after. Tell us your money story. Yeah. Well, thanks for having us, Bobby. This is Becca speaking. So obviously being on Shark Tank was an amazing experience. We were so thrilled to have that opportunity. But honestly, one of the biggest pleasant surprises to doing the show was what happened afterwards, which is we became part of this incredible dynamic group of Shark Tank alumni companies, other companies that have been on the show. We are all part of this private Facebook group, and it has been literally the best resource for us to continue growing our business because it's like-minded individuals with a lot of times product-based businesses that are growing their companies, and we all are sort of 
going through the same growth trajectories and sharing ideas and feedback and resources. And it's been such an amazing resource for us. Every time we would tell someone about what we did, the response was, oh, that sounds like something that should be on Shark Tank. And before you go on the show, you can't tell anyone you're going on the show. So it was very frustrating. Wait, so you knew how far in advance before you actually, first of all, before the taping and then before it aired, did you know how long were you keeping the secret? Well, it was probably only a tight, tight, tight secret for a few months. Yeah. The application process is really long. And really from the time you start applying, you're pretty tight-lipped about it because there's no upside in telling people you're trying to get on. So it was a lot of forced smile responses of like, oh, what a great idea. We had not ever considered that. <laughs> oh my gosh. So now you have this alumni group. Tell us more about the kinds of discussions and the kinds of advice that you've gotten from that. And how has that helped your business? The physical manufacture of goods and the sale of goods comes with it a really unique set of problems, including sourcing, including you know web development, including your relationship with Amazon, including your PR, your social media, your relationship with influencers and traditional media, uh, your relationship with employees, what kind of benefits you set up? Do you have your own warehousing? Do you outsource it? Like there's so many things that come with every part of the business that to date we'd, we'd kind of operated in a little bit of a vacuum, but we leverage them for everything daily. Being on the show, is it's a really cool and unique experience. And I feel like it's also very much like a reflection of our culture right now. So in 25 years, people will have no idea what we're talking about. And Shark Tank is that right now. And so it's cool to be a part of something that's so like of the moment culturally, which has also helped us grow our business in, in really unexpected and cool ways. Tell us more about the unexpected and cool ways the business has grown. Well, you know, right after airing, we actually reached out to a couple of big mass retailers. CVS Pharmacies was one of them. And the timing was perfect. CVS happened to be looking into building out a whole new category around fashion solutions and accessories. And we had just had this massive exposure being on Shark Tank. And so the buyer was willing to, to meet with us. And literally like a month after Shark Tank, we went up to Woonsock at Rhode Island and met with the buyer and ended up launching in 5,000 retail CVS pharmacies a few months later. Wow. Did you go into the Facebook group and tell them about this? And what was the reaction? No, no, it's not really a place where people go and, and brag. Okay. So if I post a query today saying, hey, does anybody happen to know somebody that is working in media covering women's shoes? Chances are within an hour, I would have several responses like, oh, I know this person. I know that person. Right. It's really, has anyone had this problem or has anyone met this person who's so helpful? Right. It's asking questions and sharing a best practice. So right. like, hey, do you know if you contact Amazon on Sundays and you get the help desk in Ireland, they're much more likely to help your brand do X, Y, and Z. If you get, I will not name a country, <laughs> country on another day, hang up. Because like, it, it's not going to be for you. Those kind of things are what are shared. And, you know, I, I want to add to that, too, because I used to rent zip cars and the, the sort of ethos of zip cars was the community takes care of itself. And, you you know, you take care of the car and you return it with gas so that the next person can use the car. And I feel like our Shark Tank group carries that same sort of ethos. We take care of each other. We're looking out for one another. If someone says, hey, this person is a crook, don't work with them. It's a warning to all of us like, oh, I just got a similar call. Everybody be on warning. Don't take these calls. And so we all are only as good as what we contribute. And we are genuinely wanting to help one another. Can you give me an example of a win that happened 
for you guys or for someone else in the Shark Tank alumni Facebook group that may not have happened without that network? Good Morning America and the television show The View, they do these really cool segments that are kind of like flash sales. And on The View, it's called View Your Deal. And one of the, actually two of the other Shark Tank companies in our group have done View Your Deal before. And they were so kind to introduce us to the group that runs that. So we yeah. were we did it in July. And it was a, gr- a great revenue generator. And then more recently, someone asked, anyone have products that would be interesting for NFL players in their fall training? So we're like, you know, we have products that we market for women, but the products certainly work for men. It's you know, hot pink packaging with high yields on it. If they're open to it, we're open to it. And the managers looked at our product line and were like, these products are amazing. And so 110 NFL players have been using our blister blocker and antibacterial spray as a result of someone in the Shark Tank group who knew some sports man- managers who were looking for products for gift bags and looking to create relationships between celebrities and product companies. And they get nothing from it. Like the people in the group get... There's no economic gain for them. It's more people they know being put together with other people they know. And like that kind of goodwill, you realize, you know, as you get older, doesn't exist that in that many places in the world. People are often looking like, what can I get out of this? Or I can introduce you, but like, what's my take? And that is definitely not in line with the spirit of the Shark Tank group. What is the lesson for our listeners from that? I think a lot of entrepreneurs if they make a leap to start off their own business, they've come from a company where there's a lot of infrastructure, a lot of resources that you may have taken for granted. And when you venture out on your own, as Monica touched on, it's very isolating. And I think it's very important as soon as possible to start building a really strong organic network that is going to help you grow your business. And so obviously not everybody is going to be able to be part of the Shark Tank alumni group, but I mean, looking at other entrepreneurs groups in your area, leveraging like the Chamber of Commerce, leveraging um, the Small Business Administration, I think looking at your alumni network, a lot of times alumni networks do have an entrepreneur focus. There's like a sub network. Yeah. And it just can be so much more helpful to have that kind of a focus network because everybody's kind of in it to help one another, but also to expand and grow their businesses. You guys brought a fantastic shoe-themed everyday money tip. Do tell. Yes. So we are in the business of shoes, and we are both appreciators and to some degree collectors of nice shoes. Um, Not all high heels, but many high heels. But something I think people should take in mind when they are considering a purchase of new shoes is that sometimes the more you spend, the more you can get back. And if you look at the success of the secondary market, the used clothing market for shoes, it's thriving. But in particular, Christian Louboutin and Gucci are two brands that stick out as having the strongest bid for their gently used shoes. If you spend $1,000, God bless you, on a pair of shoes, the real real might comp you several hundred dollars when you sell it again. What do you mean by comp you? I mean, they will have someone buy it from you. Okay. To make it simple, let's call it $500. So your net cost on that shoe is only $500. Whereas a lot of other designers that are not quite as high don't have a strong secondary bid. So you're unlikely to recoup any cash when you try to sell them, if you try to sell them. But Christian Louboutin and Gucci in particular, the real real has reported, have done phenomenally. So interesting. What about the fact that they are worn a little bit? Can you get them resold? Does that How does that affect the value if you... Like with the Christian Louboutin, they, those are the shoes, just so people know. I personally, by the way, don't own any, but maybe someday. 
they have the red bottoms. So what happens if you've worn it? Can you get them sort of resold? Because I resole a lot of shoes sometimes if I like them. Does that hurt the value if you then put on new soles? Can you paint them red? Does it matter? Yeah, it actually does hurt the value if you've done something like put on a new sole. They want the shoe to be in pretty good condition. I I don't want to plug my own product too, (laughs) but using things like a heel protector is a great start because a damaged heel- Which you should do anyway, whether you're going to sell it or not. Well, absolutely. But a damaged heel really can't be fixed. So you wear a little heel protector, you're keeping that heel in perfect condition. Therefore, it's so much easier to sell it. I mean, as someone who sells a lot of shoes, I can attest- the lifetime value of the heel protector exceeds its retail value because of its ability <laughs> well, to... Well, how much is it? I mean, they're they're not expensive. How much is a heel protector? $10. Exactly. And that $10 is probably generated hundreds of dollars in resale for me on my shoes. What about buying shoes secondhand? What do people need to know there? What should they look for? Any tips? So it's actually great to buy shoes secondhand. Um, and I, I have no economic interest in the real real, but I'm a big fan of theirs. Oh, I've sold stuff there. They're great. But you can feel comfortable buying stuff from them too, because they do have a really sharp eye and discipline in what they'll accept. And they'll take anything back for them. I mean, they'll they'll let you know before you buy it if it's final sale. But for the most part, things are returnable. All right. Let's talk a little bit about soulmates. So what's going on with you guys? You're everywhere these days. (laughs) We're trying. We're trying. Um, CVS has been a great boom to our business and brought us in so many new customers and such great exposure. And it's also been really fun to meet the brands that were sold with in CVS. I mean, it, it's more, again, more like-minded people, non-Shark Tank brands. But, um, you know, we've reached out to the other brands that were sold with just to introduce ourselves. A lot of them are based in our area. So we've been able to actually get together and have coffee. I think people sometimes forget there's a human element to everything. And so these massive brands that have names are intimidating because they've got, you know, Heidi Klum on their packaging, but they're run by real people that have real jobs and do a lot of the same things that we do. So tell us more about where people can find you and keep up with all the new products that you guys will be putting out. Yeah. So we're at the soulmates on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. <laughs> and our website is thesoulmates.com where we're sort of up to date with all of our retailers and all of our products. We're sold at CVS, DSW, David's Bridal, Von Mar, about a thousand independents all listed on our website, always changing, always, hopefully always growing our website and Amazon. Great. This has been wonderful. Thank you so much. Bobby, thank you so much. We love being a part of it. Hey, friends. Not your typical everyday money tip, but personally, I kind of loved it. There's nothing wrong with having fantastic shoes. If you can get them at a huge discount, barely worn, even better. But know what to buy. Financial run-up tip number one. So the same idea goes for other things that you may not think you can afford or want to spend big money on. But if you buy gently used ones, maybe they do fit into your mindset. For most of us, it's really about getting past that psychological barrier, whether it's the idea of buying something that's been gently worn or just the idea of owning something that is so expensive, even if you didn't pay the original retail price. So it's important to look for niche sites that specialize in what you want. The real reel that Monica and Becca referenced is luxury, especially shoes and handbags. But you could also look, for example, for wedding dresses. So according to The Knot, a used wedding dress in great condition can sell for 50% of the retail price. Just as is the case with shoes, some designer names like Vera Wang and Oscar De La Renta will get a higher percentage. So if you want to go really high end, and you know you're going to sell your dress after your wedding, 
know what you're buying so you know what you're selling and you can maybe choose a designer, assuming that you like that designer because you're going to be, of course, wearing the dress, which is the most important thing. But maybe if you're selecting between two, select the designer that will have the higher resale value. I'm going to leave a link to The Knot with some websites that you can check out if you want to know more, including where to possibly even rent a wedding dress. The show notes that I'll have all this information are at bobbyrebell.com forward slash podcast forward slash the soulmates. Financial grown-up tip number two, turn lemons into lemonade like the ladies did. Their deal fell through, but in the end, Monica and Becca leveraged the Shark Tank experience and grew their business from the show anyway. Setbacks are only that. And while they are a mum about why exactly the deal didn't happen ultimately, my sense is that it just didn't work for both parties when it came down to it, and that's okay. No deal is better than the wrong deal. And that's a great lesson from Becca and Monica. All right, everyone, please be in touch. DM me on all the socials. I am at BobbyRebel1 on Instagram, BobbyRebel on Twitter, and sign up for our newsletter at BobbyRebel.com. And thank you for a great story to Becca and Monica. So much we didn't know about Shark Tank and for helping us all get one step closer to being financial grownups. Financial Grown Up with Bobby Rebel is edited and produced by Steve Stewart and is a BRK Media production.